The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Deb. And welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, coming to you today from Asheville, North Carolina. Let's walk on over and see whose paddles are in the fence today. Joining us from Collingwood, Ontario, Canada, just a couple of hours north of Toronto, it's our friend Mark Renison. Mark, how are you doing today? Hey, Chris, I'm great. Glad to be back. Mark, I got to say that people have been, still been talking about the video that was posted just a, a few weeks ago from the Eastern Canadian Nationals. Uh, you played in a singles event. It was you against Rob Elliott from the Villages. Uh, you played not only against Rob, but against Brian Staub, Phil Bagley, all those household names in the pickleball world that we know. They, they went up there and played, and you did such a great job. You really held your own with them. Uh, have you still been getting feedback from the videos that have been posted? Yeah, it's it's been great. You know, it was a real treat to be able to play with those guys. And yeah, the videos are up and people enjoyed them. You know, in both matches against Staub and against Elliot, I ended up losing 15-12 after giving up a bit of a lead. But it was fun to play them. They were gracious. I look forward to playing them again. Well, and that's going to happen pretty soon, I'm happy to say, because they said, hey, come on down. You got to come to the Nationals. You got to join us in Arizona. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. They were especially enthusiastic because that was the first competitive tournament I had played. And both Rob and Brian said, hey, man, like keep playing. And um, if you can find a way to, to get down to Arizona for the week, you'll have a great time. So, And the thing is, you did find a way, didn't you? We did. Yeah, I've We've recently moved across the country. I've got a young baby at home. We're starting a new business. My wife's starting a business. It really wasn't feasible for me to to go for the length of time you have to go. It's really an eight-day eight day trip. And so I um, started a, a crowdfunding campaign at GoFundMe.com slash Pickleball and just put it out there. If anyone you know was interested in supporting my effort to go and play the, this tournament and then the U.S. Open in April, you know, there's a chance for them to to get some great stuff, some third shot t-shirts or hats or lessons or videos and support me to make that happen. So it's happening. That is great. Probably you're not surprised. I'm not surprised either that the pickleball community, when they saw how much talent and how much heart you showed on that court playing against the top players in the world, they rose up and they made sure that you found your place on the stage, on the top stage, rightly so, because you deserve to be there based on the way that you played against those guys. You gave them a run for their money. It seemed like watching the video, just a couple of balls going one way and not the other way and it could have been a totally different result in those games yeah it's um you know it's a it's a game of inches and i appreciate you saying that it really has been incredibly humbling to see how generous people have been um we've had people who have donated money we have people who have helped out with accommodations it's been it's been really kind and generous and my hope was that people saw some values in the videos that we're putting out Uh, you know we try to put at least one out per week if not more 
um, or the newsletters we're doing. You know, we're, I'm trying to make this a, a mutually beneficial transaction, let's say, where people can support me to keep doing the kinds of things I'm doing because at least in some respect, it, uh, it helps them. So it's been great. It's definitely helped me. So thank you for that. Really do appreciate it. And uh, man, just rooting for you and wishing you the best of luck when you head down to Arizona. Now, what, uh, what kind of things have you been doing, say, on the road to the Nationals here? What have you been doing to get ready physically and mentally? Start with physically. It's interesting. I mean, my background is a competitive tennis player. And so this is, in some respects, not very different from that, right? You've got to make sure that you're fit. Uh, you've got to make sure, especially right now in late October up here in Canada, it's pretty cold out. And <laughs> I'm sure that's not going to be the feeling come mid-November in Arizona. So so you've got to make sure that, that you're fit, you're ready to go, that your endurance is good, that you can recover. So there's been a lot of time on the treadmill or a lot of time in the pool, um, a lot of time on the on the pickleball court, of course. Do you have any experience playing in arid environments like Arizona? When I was a kid, I traveled a fair bit around Canada and the U.S. playing playing tennis tournaments, and so you know, so I know what that's like. But it's it's one thing to go from sort of hot climate to hot climate, but it's another to go from we just had our first snowfall two weeks ago to go from that to to heat right away is a, is can be a bit of a shock. So. Um, I'm lucky I can get down there, I think it's 36 hours before the tournament starts, so you can get a little bit acclimatized. Now, what kind of things do you do nutritionally uh, when you're leading up to a tournament like this? Are there uh, special dietary, either uh, things that you leave out of your diet or you add to your diet uh, as you prepare for something like this? There's no drastic changes. What I try to do all year round is is kind of eat healthy and be balanced and and really, at a time like this, you just don't want to change things up too much, right? I've heard of a few people who said, "Okay, I've, you know, I got three weeks to go. All of a sudden, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go vegan, or all of a sudden, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go paleo, right?" And, yeah, I'm um, gonna do a big cleanse right before. Yeah, and it, and you know, maybe for maybe for some people that works, but you know, I'm just trying to sort of maintain maintain what's going on. You know, one of the differences is uh, when you get down there is you're often not cooking for yourself the same way you would at home. Good point. Yeah. So as much as you know, I'd love to go out and experience. Uh, you know, the cuisine of Arizona. Uh, it's probably not the smart thing to do that the night before. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I like your big burrito platter, please, before the, uh, the the championship game tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. So so it's actually, so it's funny, right? When you, when you go down to these tournaments, while it's great to think, oh, I can see some parts of the world I've never seen before and you can go out and visit, you actually do have, to, it has to be kind of boring, you know, because you, you know, you go out, you play, you're tired, you're, so I, like you got to kind of hang low and, and recover, right? Especially, I'm playing both the, I'm playing four events. I'm playing the the doubles events in both the over 19 and the open category. Mm -hmm. And I'm so playing the singles events. And so it takes its toll. It's definitely not a vacation. A lot of it's about routine and just having that winning routine. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, you're, you're changing time zones and like there's a lot there's a lot going on. So it's really just um, it's a chance to to go and try to do your best and, um, you know, and meet meet some people like there's I'm relatively new to the pickleball world. And so there are a lot of people that um, you know, I have only met on YouTube or through email, right? And when I met Staub and Elliot and Bagley um, that first time a few months ago, and prior to that, I had only seen them on YouTube, right? So that's got to be surreal, though, because you watch them on video uh, so many times, and then it's almost like uh, like there, uh, there's been some movies sometimes when somebody from the audience, you know, walks through the movie screen, and then now they're in the movie, and you might almost feel like that when you you've seen them just on YouTube all this time, and then now all of a sudden, geez, this guy's actually hitting a ball to me. That is exactly how it felt when I walked into that gym, and you know, you see the the poached pickleball, the bright <laughs> shirt, and 
you know, the huge tattoo on the bicep. And it's like, oh, I recognize that guy. <laughs> they're great pickleball players, uh, but they're also regular people. And in my experience, you know, they're more than happy to to talk and to help out and to to joke with you, right? And and so a little bit of the uh, the magic dust, I think, does wear off once you you get to spend that time sort of with those guys. Uh-huh. But yeah, it's a real it's a real treat to go to a big tournament like this or a big tournament like the U.S. Open where you know that sort of the who's who of the pickleball world will be there. Yeah. Did they give you any advice when you played against them in the uh, Eastern Canadian Nationals? Did they say, you know, if you make it down here, do this, don't do that, or here's a tip for you? You know what? They both separately, uh, Elliot and Stop, said, just keep playing. Mm-hmm. Just keep playing. You know, you're you're new to this. You're you're coming from a tennis background. You're adapting pretty well. There's like a few things you'll learn by, by playing more, and it's really just a matter of, uh, of putting in the time. So, that's what I've been trying to do here ever since it became clear that, that I would be able to go to that tournament. Uh, there's been a lot more deliberate practice, whether it's um, on my own in the gym, whether it's getting a few guys together that I think if we spend an hour together, that'll be a good quality hour. Whether it's traveling, you know, Toronto is just a couple hours away from here and my, my over 19 Dallas partner lives there. And so it's meant a few trips down there to go mm-hmm. training outside and getting ready as much as you can. So it's a little bit less time just sort of fooling around in the gym, you know, playing fun social games, a bit more getting down to business and some deliberate practice. Sounds good. Now, what about mentally uh when you get down there or even prior to that what is your uh, your your mental preparation like i'd have to say that the more familiar you are with your surroundings and the territory uh the easier it is to be relaxed and so just like anyone when you go go away somewhere new and all of a sudden everything's new and shiny and and excited it's very easy for that to rub off on you and you start to become a little impatient or a little overexcited mm-hmm. and spend some time in advance getting to know the place, getting to meet the people, getting to you know hit on the courts a little bit so that when you do go out there, it starts to be a little more normal. That's important for, for staying calm. Other than that, you know, it's it's really remembering play the ball, not the person, right? You know, a pickleball coming over the net um, in Arizona is no different from a pickleball coming over the net in Toronto. Right, and whether I hit it to you or Brian Staub hits it to you, it's the same ball coming over the net. Yeah, I mean, his ball is maybe a bit tougher, but, but <laughs> no offense. No, no none taken. Uh, but, you know, it is it is so easy to kind of get swept away with who you're playing or what the score is in the match or who's watching. It's pretty important, I think, to when you feel yourself kind of getting a little unfocused like that, it's just, it's just come back and, and just play the ball. You've done this before. You've hit serves deep, you know, to the backhand. You've returned serves deep to the backhand. You, you know how to hit a third shot drop, like just play the ball. Mm-hmm. I think to me that's... That's the most important way to make sure you're grounded. I've talked with a couple of people on prior episodes about the power of stories. The most important stories aren't the ones that we tell other people. They're the ones that we tell ourselves about ourselves. Matthew Blom, I've talked with about it, and also uh, Prem Carnot's wife, Wendy. Uh, we talked about it as well. And uh, it really is true, because that's that's something also that uh, when you see these people that, that, like you said, are a who's who of the pickleball world, and you're standing across the the net from them the story you tell yourself is well that's you know that's so and so that's you know the the national champion i i'm not supposed to be winning this game uh and you probably i don't know if you had to go through that when you were playing against uh rob elliott brian staub phil bagley up in the eastern canadian nationals there is a tendency to do that you know that the the story's already written here uh, even before the game is being played you know look who i'm facing off against so does that enter into your mind and do you have to quash that do you have to put it out of your mind or does it just never even enter your mind no I, I think it does I don't think it would be 
honest to say that it never comes into your mind that, oh, wow, you're doing well, you, you could win this, or, oh, geez, what if I lose this one? Like, I, I think that that does come in. I think the trick is not to prevent it from coming in, but to to not let it dominate, right? To not let it take over. Mm-hmm. I had one experience back in university as a college tennis player where just before a big match, um, I found out that a childhood friend of mine had died in a car accident. Mm. And... My coach and teammates, you know, say, Mark, like, look, you don't have to play this. We'll put someone else in. And in the end, I, I insisted. And my opponent, who was a, a longtime friend from another university, he had known what had happened. And, you know, our changeovers took longer than usual because we could chat. But I've got to say that in that moment, because of what the news I had just received, the tennis match, the, the perspective I had on it was completely different, right? The mm-hmm. Whether my, my shot landed a little bit long or on the line, in the grand scheme of things, became very insignificant, right? Yeah. And with that change of perspective, that freed me up to, to just play, to not worry about whether the ball goes in or out, to not worry about whether I win or lose the match, because that shift in perspective changed things. And it turned out that that match was one of the most pleasurable experiences I ever had, because I felt so lucky to be able to be playing. There are times where, where I'm competing, and if you start to feel yourself get a little tense or, or whatever, and I, I do sort of remind myself that, you know, pickleball is a game, and games should be fun. If you realize that you're losing that fun aspect, you know, I just need to sort of go back to that story 12 years ago when, when I got that news. And it's like it happens all over again. That perspective changes, that tension, that, that fear is gone. There are so many uh, different aspects of life that are enhanced by a strong sense of gratitude yeah, like I, I think it's a really fascinating side of things. We often talk about the psychology of sport, and psychology of sport is often connected to sort of ways to to trick yourself out of feeling whatever it is you're feeling, right? So whether it's going back to a particular routine or a habit that you have or a superstition, or whereas I find when you when these bigger things happen that get you to really sort of think about your life, and whether it's the death of someone you know, or you know, I just recently had a daughter be born, like that changes things. And it actually changes the whole perspective. And so to me, it's, it's not so much a, a psychology of sport, but almost more of a, like a philosophy of sport. It's a more significant change than, okay, I'm just going to do some positive self-talk now. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, so I think that's it's a really interesting aspect of sport in general. It is. Well, we are certainly looking forward to rooting for you and uh, seeing how you do on the Nationals. I know that you're going to be a welcome addition. We wish you all the best and look forward to hearing about your experiences when you come back. Okay, well, thanks a lot, Chris. ThirdShotSports.com is where you can go to see more from Mark Renison. Hey, have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches? Coach Mo, Deb Harrison, Prame Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level. Go to freepbxclub.com, download your copy. Don't need a credit card. All you need is an email address. We'll send it right over to you. Freepbxclub.com. Also, head over to iTunes if you get a chance. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode. Also, if you feel it's appropriate, please leave us a five-star review, which boosts us up in the rankings makes it a lot easier for other people around the world to find this show. Email us anytime, mail at pickleballshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Chris Allen. This is The Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low.
The Pickleball Show is brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.